A couple weeks ago, I covered the service called Janrain Engage, which is a central location for managing authentication services, such as Twitter, OpenID, Facebook, and so forth. Uh, it's a great service, but uh, one of the downsides is that it is yet another service that acts as a middleman to simplify everything. In theory, it should be possible for there to be a gem or plugin in Rails that would allow you to uh, sort of simplify all these authentication solutions uh, without requiring yet another external service. Well, a new gem recently entered the scenes called OmniAuth, which does just this. It provides a single uh, way to authenticate with many different services. Uh, as you can see, this list here is pretty extensive, but if something isn't here, it's pretty easy to extend and add your own. And you can really configure it to your heart's content because it's just a gem. And the concept is very simple too. It's just rack middleware. So it gives you a lot of flexibility through this, as you'll see here. Now there's an excellent article over at the Rails Rumble blog explaining how to add this to your Rails application in detail. Uh, here I'm going to show you something a little bit different because this shows you how to make some authentication from scratch. I'm going to show you how to integrate this into an existing authentication solution. Uh, here I'll specifically use Devise, but you can pretty much uh, integrate this with anything like AuthLogic or some other custom user authentication. I'll be working with an application like I built in episode 209, which is basically a simple device setup. As you can see here, I have sign up and sign in links, um, and both of them just have email and password fields. So I'm actually going to start off by signing in to an existing account that I have on here. So that way I am signed in to a user account at the beginning. This will simplify things as we get started with adding other types of user authentication, such as Twitter here. The first step is to go to your gem file in your Rails 3 application and just add OmniAuth there. And then run bundle install or just bundle will work too. And that way you make sure you have all those gems installed. Now there are quite a few dependencies in OmniAuth, but uh, Bundler makes it pretty painless to manage those. The next step is to go into your initializers directory and add a new file here called OmniAuth.rb. Uh, really doesn't matter what you call it, but this is just nice and descriptive. And then you put some code in here that looks like this. Basically, this is just adding OmniAuth Builder to the middleware, and then you can configure it to your heart's content in this block. And as you can see, this is where all the providers are listed that you want to support in your application. Uh, here, I'm actually just going to use Twitter, even though there are a lot more options that I could choose from in this gem. Now, in order to support authenticating through Twitter, you first need to set up your application with Twitter. Uh, so you go to dev.twitter.com and then click on register an app and then just fill out the form here. It's pretty basic and easy to do. After that, it will give you the key and secret information which you just paste into this config file. Now, if we start up our server, we can already see OmniAuth in action by simply going to the URL auth slash Twitter, and then that will redirect us to Twitter and ask us if we want to allow access to this given application, in this case, RailsCast. So I'm going to say allow, and it's going to redirect us back to our local application here with uh, the URL auth slash Twitter slash callback. So this is what our application needs to respond to uh, to handle what happens after the user logs in. Now, how you handle this response is entirely up to you. Uh, this is what makes OmniAuth really flexible. Uh, in this episode, what I'm going to do is create a separate resource to handle this response. Uh, so I'm going to do so by using my nifty scaffold generator. Uh, you can create the model and controller separately if you prefer. But basically, I want something called authentication. This is a separate resource. It's going to have a user ID column, which will be an integer. 
Um, it's also going to have a provider, which will be a string, and that'll be either Facebook or Twitter or uh, whatever the authentication provider is. And then there's also a UID column, which is going to be the UID that we get from the provider. So this is the provider's uh, user identifier. And then uh, as, as far as the controller goes, we want the index, create, and uh, destroy actions on this authentication resource. Okay, once that's done, we can migrate the database. And then going to our user model, we need to say user has many authentications. And in this concept, uh, there will be many ways to authenticate into a single user account. So we're separating authentication from identity here. So uh, someone can tie their Facebook uh, authentication and Twitter authentication all to the same account. And in the same concept, we have authentication belongs to uh, our user model. And I don't really need this attribute accessible option because we're not going to be setting this directly from the user params. Now our scaffold generator also generated this controller which we can use to handle the OmniAuth response. And I want to set that up inside the routes file here. So I just call match and then we have auth slash provider. Notice the colon here. So we're grabbing the provider parameter. Uh, so we'll be able to match any provider here uh, slash callback. And we're going to map this to uh, the uh, authentications create action. There we go. So that will go to this create action here. Now inside of here, we can fetch our authentication details through a call to request uh, dot environment slash um, rack dot auth. Now in the future versions of OmniAuth, this is actually going to be OmniAuth dot auth, but for now it's just rack dot auth. So keep that in mind. Uh, if that doesn't work, you might want to try OmniAuth dot auth. And uh, for now, let's just render this as text so that we can see what's inside of here. Let me convert it to 2YAML uh, so that you can check it out. So let's give this a try by going to auth slash Twitter again and saying allow. And then this re redirects us back. And we get a lot of information here. If we check out the source, we can see that this is all YAML content. We can see that it's actually a hash of nested hashes. So we have our provider, which is Twitter, our UID, which we're going to need to store both of these inside that authentication model and a lot of other information, credentials, extra content, um, extra information. We have user info here, which has name and nickname. These are all good uh, details you'll probably wanna add to a user model and so forth. So we'll need to adjust this create action and change its behavior depending on the user's current status. Uh, but let's just do the simplest case first. Uh, I'll just grab this information into a hash. Actually, let's call it auth and uh, the simplest case now is when a user's currently logged in, all we want to do is just add an authentication to their user account. So current user, uh, authentications.create, and then the provider will be auth provider. And then the um, UID will just be the auth UID. There we go. And then let's display a friendly flash notice saying that uh, the authentication successful and then let's just redirect uh, to the uh, authentications URL and that will uh, just go to the index action which will spice up in a bit so let's try this again go to auth slash Twitter click allow and then it takes us to our uh, authentications index action with you can see there's one authentication there with the correct provider and UID 
there's this really useful GitHub account called AuthButtons. And as you can see, it has a lot of buttons for different authentication services. So you can use this to really pretty up the page where you're having the user uh, choose which service to log in through. Now for convenience, I'm going to handle all of this inside the authentications index action, but you might want to do it through various pages throughout your site. Um, one thing I'm going to change here though is the authentications that I'm fetching. I'm going to fetch it through the current user uh, model and then just say authentications. And I only want to do that if there is a current user. And while we're at it, I'm also going to change this destroy action so that it goes through the current user model so that we don't allow destroying of other authentications which aren't the current users. And then we just need to pretty up the view of the index action. I'll do that with a quick snap. And there we go, this is quite a bit of HTML code, but I won't really go into it here. And there we go, now let's just reload this index action to compare it, much nicer. Now currently our little app doesn't support all these services, but here I'm just showing you what it might look like if we did. Uh, but one little bug is that what if we try to authenticate uh, using the same information that we currently have set up in our account. So we're currently logged in under a user, and if we try to um, authenticating using Twitter, using that same account, uh, we get a second authentication record created here. But instead we should just use that same one that's already existed. Well, this is actually pretty easy to do by going to our th authentications controller and changing this create call to uh, find or create by. And then we can say provider and UID. And then we just uh, trim out that and just pass them as arguments directly. So now let's first just delete this duplicate record. So now we only have one, sign in again. And we still just have one, so it's keeping that same record. Now one major requirement which we haven't tackled yet is when the user is not currently signed in. So as you can see in our create action we assume that there is a current user. So what does happen when the user clicks this sign out link here? Or maybe they come to the site for the first time without even having a user account and try to sign in through Twitter. Uh, I'm going to tackle this problem in the next episode, but I do know that a number of you are uh, going to use this for the Rails Rumble, so I'm going to actually release the next episode early. Uh, you can probably expect it sometime on Wednesday. So that's it for this first look into the OmniAuth gem. It's a pretty awesome solution, and I'll continue our look into it in the next episode.